Continuing with Sif Gimel. However, it's impossible to reach to this level of Panim of Pimeus unless you search through your actions through the Esarism Yeshiva, as it says in the Pasuk, Bakshufanai, seek my face. What's the idea of Bakshufanai? Panai, face, could also mean Pimeus, the internal aspects within a person and within the Abishur. So the point of the Esarism Yeshiva is that you should be able to search out all the negative aspects within yourself, like somebody searching for a lost object that needs to search out through it and clean out his actions. This is when it says next week's parasha, Atem Nitzavim Kolchem, that you are all standing before Hashem. What's the connection to Rosh Hashanah? Because any place that says the word Hayyim, it's referring to Rosh Hashanah. And Rosh Hashanah, what happens is that we go into we go into the covenant with Hashem. That we should connect to Hashem in a way of Pemius. And why is it called a covenant? Why is it called a bris? What's the analogy to a bris, which literally means a covenant, but we know is referring to a circuit, which usually refers to circumcision, because it's impossible to connect to Hashem with your Pemius Halev, even though every single yet has it. Still, it's very difficult unless you remove the Arla Halev, the, the metaphorical foreskin of the heart, which will be explained. It says in the Pesach, you will circumcise the foreskin of your heart. What's this foreskin? The foreskin of the heart is your connection to physical desires, and other worldly matters. And as long as you have this arla, you have this foreskin in your heart, you're concealing and cover over the light of Hashem and preventing it from connecting to your panemius, to your internal aspects, since your chitzonis, the external aspects of your soul, are so bound up into, into worldly matters, into the falsehood of the world. This is what it says in the Pesach of Atom Nitzavim. It says, Bibris Hashem Elikecha, the covenant of Hashem, your God. Hashem Elikecha. What's the explanation of the covenant of Hashem, your God? Why does it specify your God? Because what is this connection that's going to happen when you have this metaphorical circumcision? What's going to happen is that you'll have the level of Havai, of Hashem's essence, connect, become your Elikecha, your life force, your source that you should be bottled to Hashem for, with the depths of your heart. And this is also what Yirmiyahu Anavi says, that remove the foreskin of your heart and connect and circumcise yourself to Hashem. What does this mean to circumcise your, yourself to Hashem? That the, his goal was to teach an idea of connection to, um, to the nation, a level of das, of deep connection to Hashem. Why? What's the problem that happened? Because a person's heart might fall and falter from seeing where his chitzayin is alive, where the external aspects of his heart are, how they're connected to the gashmas of the world. And person might chas v'shalom say that maybe we're decreed, our hold is lost. Rather, what does the Yermiyo say? He says, he's serious, the laws of the and remove the foreskin in your heart. What does this mean? Because every single yid, there's the level of the premius alive. He still has that internal aspect within himself. However, because the foreskin has control over his external aspects, then the pemius, the internal aspects that every single yid has, is concealed. But when you remove the foreskin, automatically the covenant and the connection to Hashem is revealed. And then even the chitzonis, even the external aspects of his heart are revealed and connect to Hashem almost like a flaming fire. And this is what it says in regards to the creation of Adam Rishim, Hashem said, we shall create man, bitzalmenu, in our form, kinuseno, almost in our mold. Clara, it makes no sense. Hashem has no form of a body. And how does it make sense to say all this stuff in plural? 
This can be understood based on what we said earlier about Pneumius and Chitzenius, how there are internal aspects and external aspects. Because in the Hashem himself, there's the concealed aspects and there's the revealed aspects. What's the revealed aspects of Hashem? Revealed aspects of Hashem is the idea that's mentioned in the Pasuk of Atar Reis Ladas. What does it say in the Pasuk? Atar Reis Ladas, you, are, you see to know that Hashem, Kiavai Hulakim Hashem is God. Edom Elvad, there's none else besides for Him. What does it mean we see? Because it's seen almost obviously that everything in front of Hashem is like nothing and Hashem is constantly bringing everything into existence and if His life force was removed from the world for even a single moment, everything would return back to nothing. So if that's the case, that Hashem's life force is constantly giving life to everything and we see the world is full of life, obviously we see that Hashem's presence is revealed and we know that Hashem's covet, Hashem's honor, glory is revealed within the world and there's nothing besides for Hashem. However, Hashem on the, at the same time is still the sesimu, so called sesimu, the concealed of all concealment. And no thought could ever contemplate Hashem. Why not? Because Hashem is using His covet, is using His malchus to create the world. And higher levels than that, you can never contemplate. Similarly, the same way Hashem has the internal aspects and the external aspects, so too a person has his internal aspects and his external aspects. And this is what it says, something we should guard and do the mitzvahs. It says you should guard and do the mitzvahs with all your heart. But the word levavcha could also mean your heart in plural, because it should have said libcha, your heart, singular. Because there are two hearts within the person. We, which we mentioned before. There's the internal aspects and the external aspects. So the internal aspects which always connect to Hashem. And the external aspects which oftentimes could fall prey to worldly things. This is the idea of Bitsalmenu in our form. Remember, the question is, how could Hashem say that we are creating man, Bitsalmenu, in our form? Hashem has no form. So the explanation is very simple that we're talking about how Hashem creates everything with a pneumius and a chitzenius, with an internal aspect and an external aspect. Because the term tselem, the term form, shows on the essence of something. That's bitsalmenu, because bitsalmenu refers to the soul of the person. The internal aspect of the soul of the person and the external soul aspect of the soul of the person. And then what's about the second word, kinuseno, in our form, in our mold? That's the idea of the nefashes. That's the idea of the souls of the person. Which over here, the, ideas of the, the idea of the souls refers to the levels where your will and your want and your emotions become words. There's the two souls in this context. Elsewhere, it's explained two souls differently. But in this context, the two souls are the intellectual soul and the life-giving soul, which is associated with speech. Now, these two souls interact with the world through letters. You think in words and you speak in words. The difference between the two is the intellectual soul is associated, obviously, with the intellect, and the speaking soul is associated with speech, which operate in two different ways. And that's what it says, with all your souls, that you have to dedicate all of it to Hashem, that you should think with your mind, deeply into terror with all your mind so that as much as your mind is able to comprehend that all of it should be connected and attached in the terror of Hashem to connect to it. And also, not just your mind should be involved, but your speech should also be involved in terror to bring down the thought from the concealed aspects within your mind to reveal it in your mouth with speech, speaking ter- speaking Torah. This is the idea of Kidmu Seinu in the Pasuk. That the letters themselves, the Dmus, the form of the letters themselves, which 
which give structure, which give form to the ideas in the mind and the ideas that want to be spoken. But it's the dmus, it's the form, it's not the etzem, it's not the tselem, as we explained earlier. And this is the explanation in the Pasuk that we quoted at the beginning of the Mimer, as Hashem hamarta hayem, that Hashem has chosen you today, but the word hamarta could also mean speaking. And the word hamarta, translated literally, means you have caused Hashem to speak. What does this mean? That through our actions, we have, quote-unquote, caused Hashem to speak, meaning this statement that Hashem created man with of Nasa Adam Bitsalmenu Kidmasin and create man in our form and in our mold is really accomplished and revealed through our actions. That when you reveal, when you involve yourself in Torah and you verbally say it, you reveal the word of Hashem, the word of Hashem that originally created man kid bitsalmenu kidmasinu. Why? How is this accomplished? Because we know the general rule is that through an Israel through our avoided down here, you make an Israel daily, you cause a revelation of Hashem's presence above. And similarly, it says, Ruach, I see Ruach, Umam Sheikh Ruach, that our sport, spirit being revealed down here draws on the spirit of Hashem. Why is this all? Well, how does this happen? Because the goal is, that Hashem is to be our God, that Hashem should be our energy. Hashem should be our life force. That Elikus should be enclosed within the mind and the heart of a person. And properly, that it should be, a person should be completely nullified in Hashem's will. And this is also the idea of Hashem Hemircha Hayem. Hashem has caused you to speak on this day, literally translating. Because Hashem gives His ability, His, his Torah to us, that so we are able to speak it and involve ourselves in it. It says, I put my words... Hashem says that I am putting my words, the Torah, which we know is connected to the deepest level of Elikos, the deepest levels of Hashem, this is given over to man, that through this we're able to lift ourselves up. As it says, the that it says that Hashem gives us the Torah to raise us up over all the nations. What does it mean all the nations? Because there's the, there's the external guy, there's the external presence of hindrance, and there's the internal hindrance, the internal guy that's within a person. That the goal is that terror is given to us to be able to subjugate both of them. There should be no hindrances to us, both inward and outward. That Hashem's Chachma and Bina should be revealed within us. And this is what the Pasuk continues. That L'sicha Elyein, I'll call Agayim, L'shila, L'shem Asifaris, for glory, for name, and for honor. For, sorry, for praise, for name, and for glory. What's the three terms? Tehillah, L'shem, and Tifaris. So al is going to explain that it's connected to Chachma bin and das. How? Because the word tehillah is associated with the words balunere. It's associated with the words illuminating his candle. Similar language. Tehillah bahalu. The word tehillah we see is associated with light. What's the connection of chachma to light? The chachma is associated with sight, seeing, which could, which physical light is what allows a person to see the reflection, the bounce back of the rays of light into the eye to be able to process allows us to see. So we see that Chachma is associated with the word Tehillah. The word Shem is associated with Bina because Bina is called the Shem HaGala, Shem's great name.
as explained elsewhere. And Tiferes, the word of Luciferus, is associated with Das. Why? Because the, the same way that the Midah of Tiferes, as we know, is a combination of the Midah of Chesed and the Midah of Gvura, Das is the source. As we know, let's say, for example, the Tefillin, the reason we have four compartments when we know there are the three Meichel of Chachman, Bin, and Das is because Das is the source of both Chesed and Gvura. And for further explanation of Zmeimer, see the other locations that the Alter Rebbe mentions as sources. Now, this next Mimer is on the more complicated side, with a lot of terminology addressing other places that exist that are only really explained elsewhere. And it really is a continuation on the previous Mimer. Mimer begins, what is the union of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? The union of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is a lot of Kabbalah sources the story of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur on the Pesach of Hashem's creation of Chava. Why? Because Chava was the physical embodiment of Sphiris Hamalchus, of the energies that Hashem creates the world with. Why? Because the ability for Hashem to create the world is considered a nikeva, it's considered nukva, it's considered a receptacle to the higher light, similar to Chava herself. So the creation of Chava from Adam, is, which happened on Rosh Hashanah, is almost reawaken every single year with Hashem bringing in the new energies for the coming year. So, it says the Pasuk by the creation of Chava, it says, Vayapal Hashem lekim tardema al-Adam and Hashem brought a great slumber onto the man. Vayiven Hashem as al-Kim and Hashem built the side. The word Vayiven, however, could also be understood as Vayiven, he gave understanding. So Chazal say on this Pasuk that this teaches us, this Pasuk of Vayiven Hashem lekim teaches us that extra knowledge was given to a woman. What does this mean in the Kabbalistic sense, in the Kassidist sense? The explanation is that what happens on Rosh Hashanah is we bring down a new level of Chachma Bin and Das, the highest intellectual energies, into Nukva, into the level of Malchus, to give new highest and new energies into the creation of the world. And the uniqueness of Rosh Hashanah is this happens without having to go through the intermediary of the Midas. It doesn't have to go through the level, which is called Zaz, Zer Anpin. How does it happen? It goes straight from Bina into Malchus. Which, going through Malchus is the idea of symptom of limiting Hashem's infinite light through the levush, through the garment of Malchus. As it says in other Pesukim, and for example, Hashem Malch, Geus Lavish, Hashem is king, but Geus Lavish, he wears the cloak almost of being a king. Therefore, what's the uniqueness of Rosh Hashanah? The uniqueness of Rosh Hashanah is that it's the start of the month. What's unique about the start of the month? And what's unique about Rosh Hashanah? The start of the month is when the moon is completely concealed. Rosh Hashanah is the only Yom Tov that is happened on Rosh Chodesh. Every other Yom Tov is associated with the middle of the month. Sukkot, Pesach, Chamisha Asr Ba'av, Chamisha Asr B'Shvat. They're all about the middle of the month, the complete revelation. Rosh Hashanah is unique because it's about the moon's concealment. Why? Because what happens in Rosh Hashanah is that we are supposed to almost conceal ourselves. It's about the nullification of our wants, nullification of our wills to Hashem because of the great revelation of Hashem's presence that happens on Rosh Hashanah and the yira that happens as a result of that. So it's not shy because of the closeness of Hashem as explained in the last Mimer. Because of the closeness of Hashem, it's not proper, able to have a proper ava 
without any form of distance between us and Hashem. That's why Asarasi made Shuva is really the time for Hashem's love, because there's a distance. As it says in the Apostle that we quoted in the previous Mimrach Hashem Nira Ali, Hashem appeared to me from afar. But what's the uniqueness of Rosh Hashanah? Because every other Yom, every other Yom Tev, of course, is a revelation of Hashem's Meichin. However, the Meichin has to go through Zer Anpin, has to go through the Midas. As opposed to Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, the energies go straight from Meichin into the level of Malchus itself. Now, obviously, this isn't supposed to be just about the revelation of Hashem's Midas because we know it says that we call out Hashem not to his Midas what is the real concept of Rosh Hashanah the real concept of Rosh Hashanah is the revelation of Hashem's presence of Hashem's light but because of the uniqueness of Rosh Hashanah because of the uniqueness of Rosh Hashanah because of the uniqueness of Rosh Hashanah that's why Rosh Hashanah is a Yom Tif, as opposed to the Sarasim Yitzhuvah. Rosh Hashanah is a Yom Tif because that's the high Giloi, straight from Meichen into Malchus, as opposed to when it goes through and there's a revelation of the Midas, where there's a distance between Hashem's light, Hashem's presence, to what's being, what's the source of the Hamshacha. The Meichen then, in that situation where it's coming through the Midas, is only there to elevate and fix up the Midas which is the idea of Nisira as explained elsewhere in Chesedus, especially by the Free Rebbe. Therefore, that's the uniqueness of the Aserasi made Shuvah. The Aserasi made Shuvah, where there's the Amshacha through the Midas, is a time of Shuvah. It's a time to fi- fix up your Midas. As it says, Karu Karb Hashem when he is close. And this is also what it says in Malachi, Shuvah Alive Shuvah Aleichem, return to Hashem, and I will, Hashem will return to you. That's all upon him, upon him. However, the Asarasi made Shuva don't have that doesn't have that Ha'aris Hamaychin straight into Malchus that Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur does. Therefore, that's why you could you that's why you could do Ava. That's why you could love love Hashem. And the problem with loving Hashem versus Yira is when you love something, there's still the entity of the lover Yeshmi Sha'ayev, as is explained elsewhere. However, there are two levels of Ava. One that's going to be revealed there in the Asarasi made Shuva. And one of them that's going to be associated with Yom Kippur. There's a level of the chesadim hamachusim. There's the level of the concealed kindness. The concealed good that Hashem has. Which they are even, they are higher than Zah. They are associated with the lowest levels of Bina. Where that Bina is sourced in the levels of Taino, as explained elsewhere in Chesidus, that contemplation is, a, is the only way to connect to true enjoyment. Because Bina is the revelation of Atik, explained elsewhere in Exodus. This concealed chesed, that's the idea of Yom Kippur. What's unique about Yom Kippur? It says in the passage that Yom Kippur is that before Hashem you will be purified. But it could also be understood that even before, higher than Hashem's name of Yom Vavke, which corresponds to Shashlis, which corresponds to the regular order of things, you'll still be purified. That Malchus on Yom Kippur is associated with with the levels of Kesser, the Hey Gvuris. And the connection to higher than Seir Shalashlis comes through Ima, comes through Bina. It can even connect to the Yugimomis Harachamim. 
this is the idea of Ruus and Libra, which only happens in Kippur. That's the idea of the Chesed HaMechusin. That's the idea of the concealed Chesed that happens, as opposed to the revealed. What's revealed Chesed? That happens once it's already revealed. And the Altar of adds in a couple more concepts about Chazen and Zivog. But Yom Kippur, back to the Mimer, Yom Kippur is about the Nukudas Pimius Halev. It's about the internal point of the heart and its connection to Hashem. And when it, when it comes down into this world, when the Pimius of the Neshama comes down to this world through clothing itself in the Chitzenius, it sort of gets surrounded by the Arla we mentioned. The Arla is Levavchem. Therefore, what's the uniqueness of the Aserzi Meitshuva? Aserzi Meitshuva, before Mekippur, the goal is to remove the Arla. The goal is to remove that foreskin through checking yourself. Then the Pimius Halev can be revealed. And as we explained in the previous Mimer, this idea of Bitzalmenu Kinmusenu, in our form and in our mold. Why? It's because Tzalem is associated with a level of Zah, which is, which is the idea of the concealed Chesed and the revealed Chesed, both. Where is the source of the concealed and revealed Chesed? This comes from the level of Chachman Bina. That in the idea of Tzalem, as we said in the previous Mimer, there's the concealed aspects and there's the revealed aspects. There's the Chetzenius and the Pimius of the, of the Nishama. And this goes up to the highest levels, it goes up to Parsa, it goes up to Ak. And Kinmuseinu, which we explained in the previous mimers, associated with speech and thought, correspond to Leia, which is associated with thought, and Rachel, which is associated with speech. Leia is the Nefesh it's the intellectual soul which, soul, which is connected to the level of Bina. Rachel, which is connected to the Nefesh Achyunis and the Nefesh Amidaberis, the soul that speaks, is associated with the level of Malchus, which gives life to the world. And both of them are associated with the idea of Isis. They're associated with the idea of Dmus. They're associated with the idea of form because those levels are connected to the words and the molding of the energies of Hashem into metaphorical words which are used to bring, be brought down into the world to create. And those levels are enclosed in Zah. And Connecting the previous mimer again, it says which we explained in the previous mimer is all your soul with all your sorry with all your heart. All your heart is referring to the tzelim. All your soul connects to the ideas of the intellectual soul which thinks and the speaking soul. This is also connected to the idea how Tereshabalpeh, which we said in the first mimer of this week's parsha, is associated with the level of dibor. This idea of as Hashem Hamartza Hayyim. That literally means Hashem in context, sorry, it means Hashem chose us, but it could also literally mean Hashem spoke to you on on this day and caused you to speak on this day. Which that's the idea of Tereshwal Peda. Hashem gave down his words, Kaviyachal, for us to be able to speak and to connect to Hashem. Because at the time of the creation of the world, it says that there was no man yet created on the world. But now it's a bit dependent on our actions, our actions down here to, to be able to cause higher levels above. And according to the Halasman, according to what we raise up through our actions and our Aveda and Terah and Fiel throughout the entire year, we lift up our spirit and it draws on Hashem's spirit. Ruach, Aisi, Ruach, Amshich, Ruach, as the common phrase is. We take from concealed levels and we reveal it into speech. And through our work, we cause that Hashem's Hashem's original speech that created man, which was Nas Adam bid Samina will be revealed. And this happens on Rosh Hashanah through our acceptance of Hashem as king. Hashem's revela- Hashem reveals 
what our original energies were. Why? What's unique about Neshamas? Because Neshamas came up in Hashem's primordial thought. Hashem came out when Neshamas are connected to the levels before anything even exists. And when we bring out our Koyach, our potential, and reveal it through learning Torah and davening, so too Hashem gives us the ability to do all this throughout the year. And and our speech causes Hashem to reveal this aspect within us of Tzalmenu and Demusenu that they're able to connect to Hashem. And this is the idea of Rosh Hashanah, because Rosh Hashanah was all about Debor. It's all about that lower connection that are connect, we're connecting all aspects to Hashem. And this is the explanation of this mimer, and the Alter Rebbe goes on throwing, um, bringing in some other terminology from the Chassidus about all of the Machshava and Kavam and brings up the ideas of the Shemlusi of Savaris, which you mentioned in previous mimer, how they're connected to Chesed. They're connected to, sorry, Chabad. With a new mimer, that it says in this week's parsha that the reason the Techa is happening is because we do not serve Hashem with joy. Now, to understand this, isn't that a level of tzaddikim? It says, Simcha tzaddikim Hashem, that, Hashem that's a, that the idea of rejoicing Hashem is something that, that's associated with tzaddikim. How is every person able supposed to reach this level? So, to understand this, we have to understand that there are two levels within a person's avoid. There's a level of day, the level of night, there's a level of Yaakov, the level of Yisrael, which in a more specific sense, could be understood as the level of terror versus the level of tefillah. Now, look in the original for some more sources associated with the idea of terror, tefillah, Yaakov Yisrael. But the idea, in short, could be understood that there's the difference between learning the time for terror and davening. As Chazal say, that there's the time for terror and there's the time for davening, which could be explained elsewhere in Chazal. That Chazal called terror eternal life, and they call davening temporary life. So we have to understand what is Torah and what is Tefillah. So first we're going to start off explaining what Tefillah is. In regards to Tefillah, there's a passage that says by the Akedah, Vayashkim Avraham, that Avraham got up early in the morning. Avraham corresponds to the level of Chesed. Baikir is associated with waking up from a state of sleep. Vayashkim Avram Abaker that Avram got up in the morning. What does this mean for a person? What does it mean in a spiritual sense? That the concealed love within every single yid could oftentimes be concealed in a state of sleep, and it has to be woken up from his sleep. And now there are two levels in waking up something. It says in the Pasik, Imtairu, and in a different Pasik it says Imtairu. Imtairu means if you wake up, and Imtairu means if you'll be aroused. Imtairu has a single race, and Imtairu has two races. What are the two ideas? What is the idea of Tairu and the idea of Tairu? Seemingly, they're the exact same thing. Tairu, which has a single race, corresponds to the level of the Chitzenius alev. Imtairu corresponds to the internal parts of the life, internal parts of the heart. Now, back to the explanation on Avraham Avinu, that there's the time of the revelation of the Avraham Suteris, which is the level of Te'iruru, happens in the morning, happens in the, sh- in the, in the morning, it happens by Shacharis, which was Avraham Avinu's tefillah. That was the tefillah that was instituted by Avraham Avinu. So when the Pesach says, that 
our connection to Hashem happens really the biker in the morning. That's when we connect to the Ava Musateras, the deep love within ourselves. Because what's sleep? What's a sleep? What, when this love sleeps, quote unquote, what's happening? Because say, what happens by a person when he sleeps is your mind is removed from your emotions and what you're thinking. It's almost raised up and it doesn't have any ramifications to what's going on in your mind. That's why you dreams, when you have dreams, they're not actual thoughts. There's almost, they're figments of imagination. But when you wake up, that this, this thought and your ability to think becomes under your control and you're able to think a, about what you dreamt about and just think period as you want. As opposed to in a dream, you don't really have any choice about what you're dreaming about. Similarly, this Ava, when it's in a state of sleep, it, you're not, it doesn't affect you as much. It's in a state of sleep. Even if you remember Hashem and you know that He's Mamali Kalam and He fills the world, still you're able to do an Avera, which is against Hashem's will. And even at the same time you're doing the Avera, it could still have an effect. It still doesn't have an effect on you even while you're doing the Avera. Like Hazal say, that the Ganva that the Ganav who's standing on the mouth of the tunnel battle rob a house, which is Asr Midir Raisa, still he calls out to Hashem. What's he calling out to Hashem? They succeeded in his theft. But how does that make any sense? Stealing is against the Torah. But the reason he still does it is because he doesn't have a real remembrance of it. It's almost like he imagines it. It's separate from him. It isn't embedded within his mind. And the person needs to arouse this love from its sleep and to bring within his mind and within his thought through contemplation, through much contemplation throughout Davni, going from the beginning of Davni until Kriyashma. What's this contemplation? What happens in the contemplation of davening is you have to think about the idea of kill Eilam. It says that, that Avram went around telling everybody Hashem is kill Eilam. Now, what it shows is kill Eilam, God of the world. Kill Eilam shows on the idea that Hashem is not separate from the world. That the world is not a thing of its own. Rather, it's almost like a ray coming out from Hashem. Like the ray of the sun coming out of the sun. It happens almost automatically when Hashem originally want to create the world. Let's give a different analogy, not just sunlight. Let's give the analogy of the ability of the ground to grow things. That obviously the physical fruit that grows is incomparable for the ground's ability to produce, which is called the which is the spiritual ability for things to grow. The fruit that grows on the tree is almost like a ray. It's almost like an extension of that ability, but it doesn't hinder the ability. It doesn't limit the ability to becoming fruit. This ray from the ability of growth that's within the ground became so physical and so corporeal they could fit, feel it, taste it. It's real. It's practical, and it has no. But it has no connection anymore to the original source of it. Now, this is something that can't be really understood in other mishal. You can give the sunlight. You could give the ability to grow. But for example, a common muscle of higher ideas coming into lower things is a very common one is water. But water, if you have a limited amount of water somewhere high and you drop part of that water down, part of the original source of water is lacking water. However, when we're talking about sunlight, we're talking about the ability of gro- for the ground to grow. The fact that the fruit grew doesn't limit the original ability for growth. It's able to continue growing forever. Therefore, this extension wouldn't be called a flow per se. It's called a har, it's called a radiance, like a light beam. Another muscle for this concept, let's say thoughts of a person. Thoughts of a person, which comes from his neshama, they don't really take up any space by him. They don't cause any change in him. They don't cause any change in his soul because of the thoughts he's thinking. He's able to think infinite amount of thoughts. So too, 
The same way light works, the same way the ability of growth works, the same way a person's soul works, so too the world is just a radiance of Hashem and everything in front of Hashem is like nothing, it doesn't take up any space by Him and there's no change in Hashem's existence like we say, I am Hashem, I have not changed. Hashem is, and we also say, you're the one before the world is created. And this is what you're supposed to contemplate during davening. And through this contemplation, you arouse the love to Hashem in davening. And this is why we start off davening with the Pasuk, praise Hashem, call out in His name. That we admit to this fact that even the external aspects of Hashem are the Kel Eilam, they're the source of the world. See other sources explaining Melech Eilam, how Hashem is King of the world. And this is the whole idea of davening, that throughout the Davening until, at least until Kriyashima, the whole point is the back and forth, the constant repetition, the constant remembrance of how Hashem is the source of everything until it gets so embedded in your mind and heart, it's almost like you could see it with your mind's eye. And each person depends on where he's holding. Some people are more, are more limited and more physical and requires a lot more work. But because sometimes they require more work, that's why in the middle of Sukkot is there when we ask, we have a, a couple of places where we ask for Hashem's help. For example, we say various psukim because it's hard for a person to be able to reach this idea. And a person can get, and sometimes a person can be judged for his behavior, and that will cause him to have hindrances in connection to his davening. This is what happens until you reach Kriyashma. What happens by Kriyashma? By Kriyashma, we say, that Hashem our God is one that we t- profess the unity of Hashem. It explains in the Gemara that the men of the city of Yerichai would be kairich, what's called kairich as Hashma, that they would not say the Pasuk of Baruch Shem, because the Pasuk of Baruch Shem talks about Hashem's contraction to this world. But the people of Yerichai were on such a high level that they didn't need Baruch Shem to limit the idea of Shema Yisrael Hashem Lakim Hashem Echad. Rather, they would go straight from Shema, which talks about Hashem's oneness, straight into the Hafta, because they were on such a high level that Hashem's oneness was directly connected to their love that it didn't require any intermediaries whatsoever. Therefore, they would go straight from Shema Yisrael, straight into Ve'ahavta. However, the fact of the matter is, we still say Baruch Shem. Why? Because Baruch Shem doesn't limit, it doesn't change what the idea, sorry, it, doesn't, it does limit, but it doesn't change what the idea of Shema Yisrael is. Because Baruch Shem is still Shema Yisrael. Like we could see clearly that the word Va'ed is through the various ways that Hebrew grammar could change in various elaborate combinations, Va'ed and Echad are the same word. That's the idea of Yichud explained in Shara Yichud Va'amunah.